A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff. We're in the Midwest Farm Report with you this Friday morning. It'll be another warm day for World Dairy Expo. We'll see upwards of 86 degrees and mostly sunshine. Not the weather I typically expect for the first day of October. Today's the day for summer clothes, that's for sure, but you may want to pack a rain jacket at least for weekend activities. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us today with forecast details. Also in the hour, I talk with Kevin Krentz. He's the president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. The Farm Bureau just wrapped up a sustainability tour. He's going to share some reflection on that series and potential plans for next year. Be sure to stay tuned for your market update as well. We're capping the morning off with two guests from World Dairy Expo. We'll talk to a California farmer who's been showing cattle at Expo for more than 40 years. And we'll also chat with a Canadian newcomer. This is her first year helping care for cattle at World Dairy Expo, coming all the way from British Columbia. Don't forget, we have live Expo updates coming to you on the fabulous Farm Babe social media channels. If you have not gone to Expo yet, make it a priority now. The last day of this international show and dairy food paradise is tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with me as we kick things off this Friday morning. Join us as we continue our new monthly segment, The Gemplers Test Plot, happening only on the Midwest Farm Report with our partners at Gemplers. Aaron Zimmerman here, and this month, Gemplers Test Plot gives me the chance to try out Gemplers tools and waterproof gear to get work done around the farm, including pressure washing and fixing fence. Since 1939, Wisconsin-based Gemplers has been helping farmers, ranchers, and agriculturists get work done smarter, faster, and safer. Follow along with me at MidwestFarmReport.com. Well, we had a successful 2021 Farm Technology Days, and it wasn't that long ago, but you know, from being involved in it before, I know that the planning for Farm Technology Days happens well in advance, and one of those things that has happen is also planning your cropping rotation to plan for farm technology days and bob you had the chance to talk with next year's host of farm technology days up there in clark county on kind of some things that he's got going on and ways he's getting ready for the show as well you're right aaron bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and they are getting ready lots of plans have been made lots more are being made dennis rail of rail acres just outside of loyal He and his family will host the show July 12th, 13th, and 14th. And I had a chance to to visit the farm here the other day and uh, talk to him about that, but also looking around at some beautiful crops. And I asked Dennis, first of all, how good this crop has been in 2021 for him. Yeah, it has been a tremendous year this year. Um, We've had all of our cropping, every single crop that we made was just phenomenal for yield this year. As far as the uh, the feed situation and going into winter, you got to feel pretty comfortable. What all did you make, and uh, how's it compared to other years? Well, we've had a, a few changes around here. We, to get ready for Farm Technology Days, we planted over 500 acres of hay, which means I don't need a whole lot of corn silage, which means I didn't make any. None. I have absolutely no new corn silage. I'm still using last year's corn silage, and that pile will last me another year yet. 
and uh, we have all the haylage from this year. We'll have all the haylage from next year, so we are sitting really good on forage. How'd you put it all up? Do you have room? Oh, we had room, but we had to make more piles than, than what we planned on. Uh, we were going to bag our third crop, and we got looking at it, and it would have amounted to about 12 to 13 bags. So we put it in a pile this year, which was kind of surprising that we did that, because normally we won't do that. We put the second and third crop into bags. And, of course, it's still pretty early from when you've made it, but uh, what's the situation as far as testing it for quality? Well, the quality is, is, has been there. It's been just a tremendous year for all of that. Mm-hmm. But you, you're not going to send her into the lab for that? But the cows are showing you that it's pretty good. Yeah, the cows are showing us that, that our feedstuffs are, are very good this year. As we uh, look forward, then, to the corn crop and the corn harvest, how far is that away as we're visiting here? Toward, getting towards the end of September, this looks like a big stand of corn. Um, I, I actually think it's going to be a great stand of corn. Um, we think we're going to be combining in probably a month is what we're looking at. And uh, all of our corn is dented already. It looks great out there. Um, yeah, that's where Have we're you at. taken any moisture tests yet on that corn? Because I've heard some pretty low numbers already from some farmers. Well, we haven't taken a test on it yet, but I can tell you it's all dented and the cob is very solid. And it's tall. And the stalks are standing too. Good stalk integrity so far, it looks like. We were very lucky around here. We had some storms that came through our area, but it didn't hit our corn exactly. And uh, so we got really lucky that way. There's some corn out there that guys are chopping right now that, that was pretty flat there for a while. As you look at it, uh, anthracnose, we've heard a little bit of tar spot. Have you seen any problem like that out there? Have you got a consultant that walks the fields? Or have you been out there and seen anything that would cause you to be a little concerned? I haven't seen anything that causes me for any concern at all. I, I just can't wait to get a combine rolling in it. What's your estimate how much uh, this is good Clark County soil? What's the best corn you've ever had, and what, do you, what does this look like? Well, I think the best that we ever had was a little over 200 bushel the acre. Um, I think this one is going to bump up there next to it. It sure looks like it will. Well, this is all in preparation for 2022 Farm Technology Days. And uh, from looking at the uh, the green alfalfa fields, it looks like if Mother Nature cooperates this winter, it's going to be a, a good show. Well, I think we're going to have a great show as far as that goes. Um, we're going to have field demonstrations at our farm. And uh, I encourage everybody to come out and, and check that out because I think it's going to be great. Um, we're going to get to see the new alfalfa stands. We've got a lot of new varieties out there that aren't even available to to some growers yet. And I think that's going to be great. Now, by having field demonstrations, what are you talking about as far as what kind of things? Because they want to put it up so that it can be used by the farmer hosting the show. So what kind of things are we going to see out there? Uh, well, what we want to do is have the same demonstration all three days. So what we want to do is have cutting in the morning and some merging in the mornings, early afternoons, and then chopping, and then raking in mid-afternoon, baling in the afternoon, and then wrapping at night. And uh, you've got some commitments already from uh, implement manufacturers. They will be in the fields. Yes, they will. We've got commitments from them. And again, the theme of this year's show in 2022 will be where tradition meets technology. And while it's not official yet, there are some kind of exciting, interesting things that you're looking at. And I won't ask you to uh, expose those now, but uh, what's the process and how far along are you with uh, 
doing some of those things that I think a lot of people are going to find very, very interesting and for a lot, see these things for the first time when it comes to a tradition. Well, as far as that goes, we're, we have a few surprises out there yet that we're not going to reveal quite yet. Um, we're still working on the logistics of that. Um, as far as the rest of it goes, um, we're actually changing what we're doing around here as far as right now we're tr in a traditional stanchion barn milking, and we're actually going to be putting in four robotic milkers. And one of the things you want is the fact, traditionally we have tours. People get on the bus, somebody says, this is what's going on here, this is what's going on there. You want them off the bus. We absolutely want them off the bus. Uh, we want them to come to our calf daycare center, is what we're going to call it. And um, they're going to be able to feed, feed a calf. Put your finger in a mouth of a calf. And so you know what that feels like. There's a lot of people that don't know what that feels like and that is something you absolutely have to know. We're going to uh, have different demonstrations out there as far as what it is to milk a cow, what they lay on, how they're taken care of, and uh, we're going to do a lot of different things that way. They're going to be able to tour the, the new robotic milkers. You're not going to be able to go in the room, but you're going to be able to walk past and look in. So this is going to be a Kind of an old-time farm technology days, and you're going to, you know, health is going to be, you know, you take care of all this stuff. There's no question about that. But, but you as a growing up on this farm, now taking over this farm, and knowing what's going on in our society with people generations off the farm, you want them to come back to the farm. I absolutely want them to come back to the farm. They need to come back and see how we do things now compared to what it was when they were little. And I think they'd be fairly surprised on, on all the different technologies that we've incorporated into what we're doing. But the animal care remains the same. Cow comfort is the first line of success on a dairy farm. Cow comfort is, is the first thing that you have to look at. And the second thing is you've got to have a good eye. You have to look at a cow and say, why are you not feeling well? Or you, know, you almost have to be able to read their minds. And that means you've got a lot of people from around this community that have expertise in those areas of uh, animal health, cropping, and whatever that are going to be there and available to answer these questions when people get off the bus. Absolutely. Um, actually, the UW Extension said that they would like to be involved with this also. And we're looking at different FFA groups, the ones that are really interested in, in helping with us. So, yeah, if you have a question, you will get an answer. And we also have some other special things planned across the road on the second evening, on Wednesday evening, right across the road from the farm. Give us just a, a little ballpark look at what that's going to be like because it's obviously still in the planning stages. Well, uh, we're actually going to have the first time ever we're going to have a concert on the farm. And uh, we're going to have some uh, national acts coming in for this concert. We're looking at probably three to four acts coming in. Um, we're going to have uh, food vendors there. It's going to be across the road, so there'll be some adult beverages if need be. And, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. And these uh, musicians that are coming in, mostly country artists, names you will recognize. Oh, they will, you will absolutely recognize the names. We can't divulge them yet, but we will soon. It's not far away, and things are looking good at Rail Acres. Dennis and Susie and the family will be hosting Farm Technology Days 2022 at Rail Acres, just outside of Loyal, where tradition meets technology July 12th, 13th, and 14th. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Since 1995, 
the global positioning system, or GPS, developed by the U.S. military, Here we go. has been operational for civilian use. Please proceed to the highlight Today, the men and women of the Air Force Reserve continue their vital mission, guiding you safely on your way while protecting the freedoms we all enjoy. The United States Air Force Reserve, guiding and protecting America. Since 1995, the Global Positioning System, or GPS, developed by the U.S. military, Here we go. has been operational for civilian use. Please proceed to the highlight Today, the men and women of the Air Force Reserve continue their vital mission, guiding you safely on your way while protecting the freedoms we all enjoy. The United States Air Force Reserve, guiding and protecting America. While the pace of life around Wisconsin is picking up, the harvest is underway. Pam Yonke here for McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City and online, McFarland's.net. And boy, I'll tell you what, with the supply chain disruption that we've seen, make sure that you're grabbing your maintenance go-tos now. Everything from hydraulic oil right on through to the belts and hoses that can stop you in your tracks. You don't want to waste any time once the harvest begins. McFarland's, there to help you out. McFarland's.net, 780 Carolina Street in Sauk City. Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Welcome back to the Midwest Farm Report. It's time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. Stu, it looks like it's going to be another summery day despite today being the first day of October. Yeah, don't let the calendar fool you. It's going to be a beautiful first day of October. I mean, look at yesterday. Sunshine, 80s. It was gorgeous weather. We have another one of those today, but we do have that dense fog advisory once again in eastern Wisconsin, all the way from the Illinois border. I mean, the western counties under the dense fog advisory, Racine, Kenosha, Waukesha, Washington, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, and Ozaukee, and the Outagamie County, excuse me, and areas east. The dense fog advisory till 10. If you're in that area, take it easy this morning. It gets thick in some areas. That cool front still to the west where it has been all week from northwest Minnesota down toward western Iowa. It will try to push a bit further east today, but not having a great deal of luck. There is some rain still in the eastern Dakotas, scattered up through central and into northeast Minnesota this morning. That chance of a shower may finally appear at La Crosse toward this evening. The rest of us, I think, see some of that rain chance into the night. And that cool front takes its good-natured time. Moving east, it doesn't clear out of Wisconsin doesn't pull away from the southeast part of the state until later in the day on Sunday. So it's going to move through very slowly. And because it does, of course, it means I have to mention rain chances that develop in the west already tonight. And a chance of a scattered shower could linger right on through Sunday or even Sunday night in eastern Wisconsin. Not that it's going to start raining tonight and just keep on all the way through. No, there'll be a lot of breaks in the activity. And the sun will break through now and again in between. But every so often this weekend, a shower will be around. There's some chance of a thunderstorm as well. If there's any good news out of this, a lot of the forecast maps I've seen indicating total rain. 
from even late tonight on towards Sunday may only add up to about a quarter inch or so. So not a whole lot of moisture out of this. But now and again, call it a nuisance shower could be the possibility. Temperatures very, very mild, as I've said for today, well above normal like yesterday. But as that front approaches and as more clouds form, as they will later tonight and into the day Saturday, we won't warm up as much. Still above normal. We've dropped into the upper 60s for normal daytime highs. I'd still expect low 70s even on towards Sunday or maybe just in the very upper 60s. That's still at and above normal, so no major cool down. And the good news is into next week, some of that mild air, those 70s return again. So we stay on the more mild side into next week. I've seen extended forecast guidance now indicating at least on toward the middle of October that we should hold on to these above normal temperatures. So a very mild way to head into this month is what's going to be in store as well. That works out good as the harvest continues and we'll make good progress and that grain will dry down naturally just out in the field. I'll have forecast details right after this. Hey, check the grill. The game's coming on. It's time to turn those Johnson Sausage Brats. And what a deal. You buy five packages at $6 each, and you get a package free. Pick up burgers, roasts, chops, and Wisconsin's finest cheese at Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. They're perfect for cooking out or eating in. Add your favorite beer, wines, or liquor, and eat deliciously. See johnsonsausage.com. Brats are ready. Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. The Wisconsin Soybean Association works hard to share the voices of Wisconsin soybean growers at the state and national level. And you can become a member at badgerbean.com. Besides a voice in Washington, WSA members receive free seed, discounted event tickets and products, not to mention news on the latest in soybean research and technology. And being a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association also makes you a member of the American Soybean Association. So join today at badgerbean.com and help the Wisconsin Soybean Association go to work for you. Back now with your Compure Financial Egg weather update. Stu, you had some more forecast details for us. Absolutely. And while we were in the commercial break, I changed my calendar to October, so it's official in my office. (laughs) That dense fog advisory in effect this morning until 10 a.m. And that, again, is all of eastern Wisconsin. Racine, Kenosha, Waukesha, Washington, Fond du Lac, Winnebago, Outagamie County, and points east. Very dense fog. Take it easy in that part of the state. Even some fog scattered further west, but kind of hit or miss. Look for more sunshine to break out today. And again, in the lower, even call it mid-80s, 84 or 85, with the southeast winds about 5 to 10. The clouds roll in at La Crosse and even Mauston by late today. A small chance of a shower later in the evening in the west and then toward daybreak in the east with the cloudy skies, overnight lows. Hold toward the mid-60s with the south winds at 5. Mostly cloudy Saturday. Could be a morning shower or a storm in the east again later in the day, moving in from the west. Still mostly cloudy. Upper 70s, southwest winds at 5 to 10. And Sunday, still mostly cloudy. Showers, possibly a thunderstorm. I'd expect a thunderstorm chance in the afternoon Sunday. Low 70s, maybe an upper 60 here or there. As it does cool a bit, that front finally passing. And the winds become northwest about 5 to 10. Like I said earlier, Stephanie, I think total rainfall from what may be seen tonight, even on into Sunday night, could only add up to about a quarter inch, maybe a little more with a thunderstorm. But this is not a big rain-making system, but it's just going to be kind of a nuisance. 
Yeah, and especially for those of us uh, tailgating, maybe the Wisconsin-Michigan game on Saturday or heading to Lambeau on Sunday. So bring an umbrella, bring some rain gear for those scattered showers. Is that kind of what you recommend? Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably the best advice. Just be prepared. But overall, it's not going to be a, a rain out or a, a ruin all of your plans. Just be a little wet now and again. It's uh, agritourism week, Stu. So you got any fun plans this weekend? We hadn't made any. In fact, my wife and I were talking about that last night, what we're going to do this weekend. For once, I don't have anything scheduled, so it's kind of unusual. Well, thanks, Stu. And again, if you are getting rain, you can text those rainfall reports into 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. That's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture. Visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Instrumental to the industry. That's World Dairy Expo 2021, brought to you in part by Compure Financial. Compure Financial, proud to support the dairy industry and World Dairy Expo. Learn more. Visit compure.com backslash dairy. Get ready to reconnect with the global dairy industry in Madison, Wisconsin, September 28th through October 2nd at the World Dairy Expo. Find more information about the 54th event at worlddairyexpo.com. We'll see you there. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection serves all of Dane County and the surrounding communities. And with our new location in Monroe, we also proudly serve all of Greene County. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. At Tom's Auto Center, we're known for being up front with our auto repairs. And name brand new tires. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Goodyear, Firestone, Brigstone, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Kelly Tires. We carry and install them all. When you need new tires, Tom's Auto Center will make sure you leave happy. Tom's Auto Center. Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Teenage driver coming aboard your policy? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance about a good student discount. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our Our best best is the the very very least least we can do. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. Interest rates are always fluctuating, but the signs are currently pointing to them going up. We've had low interest rates for such a long time. Let's make sure that you get in on it before it's gone. Call today and I'll show you how much you can save. Educated Mortgage. 
NMLS number 222652. On August 25th, 2021, the Madison Police Department was contacted by a Wisconsin resident living outside of Dane County. The reporting party told MPD that they received a call from a 608 area code. The caller identified himself as a fundraiser working on behalf of MPD collecting money for injured officers. When reporting the incident, the reporting party said they did not provide any money to the caller and that the caller hung up when the reporting party told them they were uncomfortable with the call. MPD is not involved in any telephone-based fundraising efforts and will not attempt to collect funds over the phone for any reason. MPD would like to remind residents to be extremely cautious if providing funds to anyone over the phone. Never provide funds in the form of gift cards and contact your local police department if you're suspicious of a call you have received. If you have any information regarding similar calls, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. Well, the pace of life around Wisconsin is picking up. The harvest is underway. Pam Yankee here for McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City and online, McFarland's.net. And boy, I'll tell you what, with the supply chain disruption that we've seen, make sure that you're grabbing your maintenance go-tos now. Everything from hydraulic oil right on through to the belts and hoses that can stop you in your tracks. You don't want to waste any time once the harvest begins. McFarland's there to help you out. McFarland's.net, 780 Carolina Street in Sauk City. World Dairy Expo is instrumental to the industry, keeping us caught up with the latest innovations. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is instrumental in building trust and sales in Wisconsin dairy. Find us at World Dairy Expo booth EH3403 and 3404. It's time to reconnect with the global dairy industry. The 54th Annual World Dairy Expo back at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison, September 28th through October 2nd. Find more information at worlddairyexpo.com and we'll see you there. Packers related. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers come in the Lambeau Field. Before we talk about that, what's your final takeaways on that win out in San Fran for, you know, 37 seconds, no timeouts, Rodgers to Devontae and Mason Crosby, the man with the golden leg? You know, guys, even before that 51-yarder by Crosby to win the game, you know, whether they would have won or lost that football game, it's the first time I can remember in, in several years, guys, where the Packers stood toe-to-toe with one of the NFL's bullies, right, one of the NFL's most physical teams, and they punched back the entire way. And, that, and that's very un-Green Bay-like. You know, this, this is a team that relies and wins most of the time on execution and finesse, and, you know, they're, they're labeled this soft like, you know, a lot of other teams that they play against because, you know, Rodgers is so, you know, remarkably precise, and he can pick teams apart, and, they don't beat you up, for example, in the running game, and they're not overly physical you know, on each line of scrimmage. But um, they certainly were on, on Sunday night. That was my biggest takeaway almost of anything, guys, is, is maybe this group this year for the first time in a long, long time, you know, maybe back to the days when Desmond Bishop was there laying, laying hits on guys. I mean, that's what Campbell reminded me of the other night in, in, in San Francisco just that they could stand toe-to-toe, and they, for once, weren't the 98-pound weaklings who had to, who had to beat you with sheer execution and, and precision and things like that. They punched the 49ers right back in the mouth, guys, all game long. And, um, you know, they'll see a similar team on, on Sunday. You know, Pittsburgh's as physical as it gets, too, guys. And, uh, you know, that, that'll be one of the main storylines to watch through that game, too. Can, can Green Bay continue 
to match the physicality of the of their opponents, which is which is something that was a huge weakness, guys, for several years now. Yeah, Robbie. So let's advance the story coming in here uh, as the Steelers come to town. Uh, is this honestly? Is this really the first meeting between the two teams since the Packers won the Super Bowl over him? Well, no, they played in thirteen and seventeen too, Evo. But it, it's the first time Rodgers is going to see these guys. That's what it because, is. That's what I it mean. Is. In, in a remarkably, you know, kind of kind of strange, unique way that the schedule and his injury history has fallen, he missed both the, the game in both thirteen and seventeen with broken collarbone. Yes, and uh, so. So, yeah, it's the first time Rodgers will see these guys in a game since, since you know, his legendary performance in the 45th Super Bowl. Wow. So, Rob, I mean, is Big Ben a shell of himself or what? There's no question. I mean, he's shot. He's done it at 39. His passer rating is under 80. He's got as many picks as he does touchdowns. I mean, he just – I mean, you know what's scary, Evo? It's only September 30th today, right? We're only, we're only three games into the season, which in – in a 17-game schedule now means we're only about one-sixth of the way through the year. What is this guy going to look like in December? What's he going to look like, you know, in week 16, week 17? I mean, he might not even be on the field, I guess, by that point in time, but he does look absolutely shot. It was certainly a, a risky, a controversial decision, you know, in, in Pittsburgh, whether or not to bring him back this year. That, that salary cap number he had, though, was so high, it was going to be tough to move on. He, he redid his deal, and and they brought him back, guys, and, and probably thought they could maybe catch lightning in a bottle, much like they did last year when they had that really hot start. I mean, what were they, 11-0, and I think, at, at one point last year before they lost three of their last five. But, no, Ben, ben looks done, guys. And, and, he, and, and let's be honest, I mean, his offensive line is a bottom five in, in the league as well. He does have really good pass catchers, and, and the rookie running back, Harris, out of, out of Alabama is going to be a stud, guys. But if you can't block and your quarterback is shot, it's going to be hard to put up points in that game. And I think Pittsburgh's really going to struggle to get past 20. Yeah. Hey, Robbie, uh, what do you think of that line uh, protecting Aaron Rodgers with, you know, Elton Jenkins out and uh, they have uh, what, uh, Yoj Nij- I can't even say that. How do you say that guy's name again? Nijman? Yeah. Nijman, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think of that line protecting Aaron Rodgers with kind of a makeshift crew? Just remarkable. I mean, right, Evo? I mean, now, now again, credit to LaFleur and, and his offensive people. You know, the game plan was, was clearly designed to get the ball out in two seconds, two and a half seconds or less. They, were, they weren't going to, you know, run run four verticals or something like that and let Rodgers sit back there five seconds, you know, against Bolton and Ford and, and those interior guys. But, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you what, that, you know, that, that group just kind of continues to amaze year in and year out. At the start of that game, guys, you know, I, I made a point to, to note to the world, you know, just Twitter-wise or just in a story that, the only returning starter they had from, from 2020 was Billy Turner. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. From the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. The Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation just wrapped up its new sustainability series called Leaders of the Land. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Bureau President Kevin Krentz says the nine tour series featured a variety of commodities in Wisconsin that lead in environmental sustainability. We, we uh, did uh, a lot of different commodities. We did nine different tours. So we went on large farms. We went on small farms. We went 
um, uh, everywhere from organic to uh, conventional farms. Uh, we did dairy and beef and, and crops, cranberries, potatoes, and hogs we, we looked at also. So, um, But really it's, it's what, what those farms do for their uh, land, for their water, uh, really uh, sustaining the, the water quantity that they use here in the central sands. Uh, we looked at both today with the technology they use here on, on Gainer Farms with the cranberries, but also uh, our first one was at started in central sands also at the potato operation. And the technology that they employ there to really uh, manage the water quality. And then many other ones, uh, we looked at water quanti- or water quality. And then um, when we talk about cover crops and some areas that we looked at the crops and the cover crops, uh, that talked about the soil health and stuff. So it's really, it's really a broad base of te- uh, techniques that farms put in place to be sustainable. But a lot of them also talked about people and, and community and the connection that they have with employees and the community around them. It's so important to be sustainably that way. What brought this idea forward? Is this something that farmers have been asked, or your member, farmer members have been asking? Are you seeing it that this is more of a push from consumers to be more sustainable? So through our uh, strategic plan process, our members were asking us to to uh, put a plan together on the sustainability outreach. And, and that's where this really came from. Uh, over the winter last year and into the spring, we started building this model. Sustainable. It's, it's kind of a loaded word. It means something different to everyone. How does the Wisconsin Farm Bureau define sustainability? It brings in everything. When you're talking water, soil, uh, the community aspect, the economic aspect, it really puts all of that in place and, and have those farms be generational farms. Being, on, being able to be passed on to the next generation and ultimately last years. Kevin, I'm going to ask you to reflect now. What are some of the things you learned during this sustainability series? Uh, that comes back to the people. Uh, it, it amazes me how each one of these, because we really set them up to, to talk about water, to talk about soil health, and a number of other things. But it, every one of them talked about the people, their employees, their families, and, and the communities that they, that they live in. Was it a successful adventure? Absolutely. It, it, uh, it really did what we wanted to, and, and that gives uh, the ability for farmer-to-farmer uh, connection and networking in cross-commodity discussion. Um, what, where somebody does something in soil health in one commodity could help a, a different commodity uh, input that into their own operation. So that's really what we were looking for, is that farmer-to-farmer networking. Here at Gaynor Cranberry Farm in Wisconsin Rapids, it wasn't just cranberry growers that attended. It was you know dairy farmers, people in meat processing, people in education. So talk a little bit about the audience. The outreach that we're looking for with this series, this particular series this year, was Farmer to Farmer. Um, And then after this, because we wanted that cross-commodity connection, first off, and that discussion, and that in-depth discussion between farmers. Where we go from here and where we we look next year, we're going to be... Uh, reevaluating uh, how this was successful and and building off uh, building off this for the future. Let's talk about the future here now. Consumers 
are also they also care about sustainability. Are you gonna show them kind of what you guys have learned? How are you gonna show them how farms across Wisconsin in different commodities are being sustainable? That has to be a role in this is the outreach to consumers and the outreach to our neighbors essentially of what we do on our farms each and each and every one of us uh, to maintain water quality and, and maintain soil health. Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation President Kevin Krentz says he's certain that another series like the Leaders of the Land Sustainability Series will be on the calendar for next year. Stay tuned for your market update coming up next. Dairy Management Inc., the Dairy Checkoff Program, announced Tom Gallagher has decided to conclude his 30-year tenure as CEO. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report with your market update this Friday morning. Barbara O'Brien, president of DMI and CEO of the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy, has been named by the board of directors as the next CEO. The board leadership, Gallagher and O'Brien, will start working on a transition plan. Gallagher says he's confident O'Brien will drive the checkoff success forward. From Chicago, December corn is sitting at 533 and three quarters, down three. November soybeans are down four and a quarter at 1251 and three quarters. Wheat is up six and a quarter at 731 and three quarters. Barrel cheese was up four and a half at $1.75 and a half. The 40 pound black cheese was up seven at $1.87 and a quarter. Double A butter is up one and a half at $1.76. Currently, October milk is down eight cents at 1803, a hundredweight. November milk is also down eight cents at eighteen eighteen a hundred weight. That's your market update for this Friday morning, the first day of October. A word from those in the show ring at World Dairy Expo coming up next. Compere Financial wishes farmers and agribusiness a safe harvest season. Stay in touch with your local Compere team throughout the year to see how they can help make your plans a reality. Exceptional client experience at the heart of everything they do. Visit Compeer.com or call 844-426-6733 today. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? M-Sculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. M-Sculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. M-Sculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
World Dairy Expo is the Super Bowl of showing cattle. And this isn't just coming from me. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Patrick Maddox operates Ruan Genetics in California. He's been coming to World Dairy Expo for more than 40 years. The best cows are here. All the people are here. So it's just the place to be if you have uh, good cows. So you can't miss. Even uh, back when it was in Waterloo, we used to go back had showed there as well. So when we've had some good cows, we try to get them here to compete against the best. Yeah, getting them here, that's my big question. How do you transport cattle from California to Wisconsin? Yeah, we have a like semi-truck trailer, but it's a long flatbed. It's extra wide, a lot of room so the cows can lay down. But we pipe in water and a vacuum line right there so the cows never have to get on, even though it's a three-day trip. They can milk them right there. They can lay down. We can water them, feed them in the truck. And so it's a big, flat trailer, one of the best ways to bring them out on a trip that long. These are dairy cows. They need milk. How often do you have to do it? Do you have to stop? Oh, yeah. Every, they're stopping every 12 hours, and they're in between, two just to check in on them. But every 12 hours, they will stop and milk them, like I said, inside the trailer because they've had the vacuum line up in there. They just carry the bucket up in the trailer, and they will milk them in the stalls and feed them and and they have the water line there, so they got water Judge sitting there the whole time. Yeah, we milk them and water them and feed them right in their spot there, so we don't have to unload them, reload them. If you had a gooseneck or other type of trailer, you'd actually stop, pull them out, water them, feed them, walk them around, let them rest a little bit. But the way we're doing it now, it's just a few breaks along the road, and we uh, continue on. So, But it's a good two-and-a-half to three-day trip for us. Where do, when you're milking on the road, where does the milk go? It's just to have to go down the drain. There's really nothing to do unless you happen to pull up a place and give it, give it to somebody to sell calves. You don't, you can't give it to people. You know, that's illegal. And so unless you had come up to a calf ranch, so most of the time you just dump down the drain. How many cows did you bring here this year? Yeah, we brought five of our own and plus five for other people as well. So we're helping other people out. And uh, that's a typical number for us for a string, just bringing our best. Because it is quite expensive and labor-intensive to bring them all the way here. Yeah, labor-intensive. How many people does it take? Well, we do have, uh, I think, uh, five employees, another couple of students helping out. And so, and of the five, we, three of them have a lot of experience, uh, over five years of going to shows. So they know what to do. They know the routine. You know, so it's like a 24-7 watching the cows. So we have a good crew. People forget these are show animals. They need other products. Uh, you can't, you know, it's not just the cow that goes in the ring. It's the prep work. It's the cleanup. It's the trimmers. What do you all have to bring with you as far as supplies? Yeah, that's one of the hardest thing is because we're so far away, three days away. You got to plan for the whole week for all situations. So you got quite a quite a box full of air, all the medicines, all the tools, everything you might need. You know, certainly you can find something here, but you need it right away. So. Uh, it's quite, that's probably the biggest thing is the last week or 10 days before we leave is making sure and packing everything we need, all the feed we need, all the medicines, all the tools. Give us an example of what someone can find in that, in that show box. Some people say it's more products than Miss America uses. Well, you know, first thing is we got them clean. So, of course, there's brushes and soaps and stuff like that to get them clean. And there's dryers, so we dry them off. And, and then there's uh, clippers to clip the hair. There are some products that will like set the hair, like a hairspray or something similar to that, and uh, and a few you know things, a uh, little bit of paint, you know, just to match it. You have to cover the glue and stuff like that. So there's a few things. Yeah, it is, uh, you know, it is like setting hair and doing hairdos. And when they go in the ring, yeah, they're black, they're shiny, they're all the hair set up, the tails are fluffed out, 
and uh, yeah, they look like uh, going to Miss America by pageant for sure. Again, that's Patrick Maddox. With a little glimpse of dairying in California, Maddox operates Ruan Genetics over there. At World Dairy Expo, more than 2,300 animals are housed on grounds at Alliant Energy Center in Madison. Owners of the cattle represent three countries, the United States, Canada, and Italy. But only animals in North America can be exhibited at World Dairy Expo. I talked to Dana Stoker of the Canadian province, British Columbia, about traveling across the border for World Dairy Expo. We'll hear from her coming up next. It's time to reconnect with the global dairy industry. The 54th Annual World Dairy Expo back at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison, September 28th through October 2nd. Find more information at WorldDairyExpo.com and we'll see you there. Join fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee as she brings you the latest details from World Dairy Expo September 28th through October 2nd, courtesy of Compere Financial. Compere is proud to support the dairy industry and World Dairy Expo. To learn more, visit Compere.com slash dairy. Reconnect with the global dairy industry in Madison, September 28th through October 2nd at World Dairy Expo. Find out more about the 54th event at WorldDairyExpo.com. And don't forget to follow the action with fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee on Facebook. We'll see you there. World Dairy Expo is instrumental to the industry, keeping up with the latest innovations. Who drives demand for your milk? Stop by the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin booth at World Dairy Expo September 28th through October 2nd to learn more or visit WisconsinDairy.org. Dana Stoker's family, dairy farms in the Canadian province, British Columbia. This time of year, Stoker and her sister are hired on with West Coast Holsteins to care for cattle at World Dairy Expo. They love to come out here and show their cattle, and um, it's kind of now a tradition for them. They've come out so many years, so yeah, they really enjoy it, and they were willing to make the trek this year, even through COVID and everything. What's your role? Uh, I just care for them, so we pretty much push feed all day. Uh, we do the bedding in the morning, uh, wash them. You mentioned, yeah, you made the trek even though it was, you know, we're in a pandemic. What's it like crossing the border? Uh, so the border with the cattle wasn't actually a problem at all. We had our trucker and uh, one other employee go with him just to help along the way. And you're allowed to do that with two people. Like, they always recommend having someone. And so with crossing the border with the cattle, they just had to have all of the cattle's paperwork. And, yeah, they actually had no lineups nothing just had no really like stops they just kind of got waved through yeah and you and your sister flew anything uh we should know about international flying what was that like uh that was interesting um of course we needed to get a negative COVID test before we could fly out and you needed to get that 72 hours before and flights to madison were limited this year and stuff so we had a layover in denver for an hour or two and then then we flew right into Madison, which was good. So I mean, it's just crazy, um, the headlines about international travel and how it can be so difficult, but it sounded like it's pretty smooth sailing, at least uh, from Canada. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Yeah, we just had to make sure we had a negative COVID test and have all of your passports and everything. There was a bit of a problem with that, but we managed to get our passports in time, so it was fine. <laughs> good, good. And you were in the air while the action on the ground was happening. When you got dairy cows, they still need to be milked on a, well, how long was the trip? Uh, the trip, uh, they said it took 50 hours. So they stopped for three milkings and watering and feeding, so kind of like chores and stuff like that, making sure that the animals are all good, took them off and everything, got them to stretch their legs and everything like that. And, yeah, so milking, they did three milkings on their trek down. And they do unload the cattle to milk, or at least they need to walk them? Or? They tie them up, and then from there, a lot of the time they'll stop at, like, 
they said gas stations and they'll just park the trailer for a while and then they have to catch the cattle of course to milk them and then they'll tie them up and then yeah make sure they got food and water yeah how many cattle did you bring this year we brought six cows and one heifer. When you're on the road, do you just dump the milk or are you selling it to like calf farm? How does that work? Typically, you would dump it so they just kind of find an area where they can dump it. A lot of the time, they say it's kind of just wherever, anywhere that they can find a spot to dump it, just because you can't store it for that long, especially without refrigeration and stuff like that. But This is an international show. People are coming from other countries to celebrate dairy and see quality genetics, research, equipment even. What is the experience like? So this is my first time to Madison, and so far I've loved it. I've always wanted to go, and thankfully West Coast had given me the opportunity to come and work for them. And yeah, like it's great to see all of like everyone who's come and seen like some bigger farms, like especially um, like Milk Source and everything. Like they're huge displays. Like I've done cattle shows myself, and like nothing compares to this. It's massive, and it's crazy to see how many people are so involved in the show side of farming and stuff like that. Not everyone here has a dairy background or is in farming. Do you get people that come up to you and say and ask you questions? Yeah, I haven't really here, but definitely you get a lot of people coming up and asking, like, um, just in general, like, a lot of the public, I'm sure, in the next couple of days, we'll get a lot of questions about the cows and um, what we all do for them, and it's it's kind of cool to see and educate people, and just, yeah, it's a lot of people don't realize what all goes into, especially these shows, and how much work it actually is, and yeah, it's like a hobby for a lot of people, right, so... It's a lot of work, and it takes a lot of stuff, too. You don't just take the cow into the ring. You got you have to prepare her. Talk a little bit about that whole process. So the getting ready process, um, depending on how many cattle you bring, will depend when you start. So like this morning, we woke up at 4.30, came out and washed the cattle and got new bedding for them, fed them and everything. And then when it comes to like show day and stuff like that, uh, we'll get up even earlier because you have to have the cows dry and then we'll bring one out at a time and they'll go into the clipping chute and then from there we'll blow up their top. Uh, throughout the week we'll clip them and uh, get all their hair off and then um, on show day, yeah, we pretty much blow their top up, shine them, make sure they're not dirty in any way, um, put clear magic or like hairspray in it, make the top stay up and clean their noses, their ear tags, fluff their tail, um, make sure pretty much they're looking perfect. It's great to be able to see and talk to people from all over the world pretty much or I guess more just like different countries and everything and seeing how yeah like showing's a bit different down in the states from Canada. I've done showing in Canada myself and it's tough competition here. I did the showmanship yesterday and yeah it's <laughs> it's competition and that's the fun part about it and that's why we come here, to compete. That's Dana Stoker, who's come to World Dairy Expo from British Columbia in Canada. Canada is one of three countries represented this year at World Dairy Expo in Madison. Today is the second to last day of World Dairy Expo at the Alliant Energy Center. The Midwest Farm Report team will be there, so if you see us, say hello. Thanks for taking along with me this Friday morning.